and welcome to Halle Juku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, Petey Rave. This is episode 58. Dio's not mad, he's just disappointed. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fine episode of Halle Juku. Your portal to East, the world of East Asian pop culture, or or not? I don't know. I'm not your boss. Uh, I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is my buddy Brandon Cooper, aka King Cass. Over, actually, this way, not that way. This way. How you doing, Cass? Trying to figure out which way to move to put that bear in the frame. There it is. There it is. Look at that motherfucking bear. <laughs> um. Yeah, no. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the goddamn show, Holly Ajuku, where we talk about East Asian pop culture, mostly K-pop. Um, but <laughs> we, we pretend like we talk about all of East Asian pop culture. <laughs> what are you going to do? There's a lot of shit out there. We need interns. What do you want yes. from me? <laughs> we need, we need to, we need to, we need help. Uh, in many ways. Uh, but we're first, of course, we have our routines. Uh, we talk about what's new with us. Uh, what's caught our attention? What, it, it, to, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, what have we dot, dot, dotting, you know, <laughs> to borrow a phrase from anime 3000 podcast, uh, because I like stealing shit. Um, uh, Cass, <laughs> what have you been yes. dot, dot, dotting? Um, I will say this, right? Uh, I'm all caught up on, um, uh, what is that show? What is it? Healer? What is it called? It's a, it's a show. And all the thing. And we watched it. No Mercy. I'm all caught oh. up on No Mercy. Um, I watched that last episode. And, and Pedia told me beforehand it was kind of all filler. So if, if you're kind of keeping up with No Mercy and you might be an episode or two behind, it's all filler. <laughs> <laughs> New guy comes, they get mad, then they have to work together. Yeah, you know, they like, start working together. Really, yeah, it's really no way around that. And the one thing, the, hold on, you know what? Now that I have said this, right? And now that I did say it was all filled, there is one thing I do want to bring up that yeah. it, it, it bothered me just a just just a tad hair a tad dick hair if you want to say like a little teeny little fucking pube um is mad clown's consistent picking at shopgun yes it's like i like shopgun and i'm pretty sure you like shopgun mm-hmm. and it seems Kind of general that everybody seems to think Shopgun is pretty good. Yeah. Except for Mad Cloud. <laughs> Mad Cloud is the only person who's like, nah, you're shit, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? Every single time. Like, I don't, I don't think he's given Shopgun one good compliment on that show. Yeah. It's like, it's like you're old fashioned and you're blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, okay. Who who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, in in that that, it you know, it it is who he is. Like when you take a look at Korean hip hop as a whole, who are you? (laughs) 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 But but taking that that aside, 
Yeah, so, yeah he, like he is a little even, hard on him. Even fucking Vosco was like, okay, shotgun's pretty, pretty fucking good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, and, and I, I love, I love, not only is shotgun really good, but he's, uh, freaking hilarious. <laughs> like, yes. his personality is hilarious. Uh, and I have to say one, my one thought is I'm glad that whole fight was a practical joke because I, I was afraid that it was going to become one of those shows. I'm like, no, don't go there. Don't start doing those things. And it's like, oh, it's a practical. Okay, good, good. Well, okay, first of all, right, I, I started watching it, and then this thought came into my mind, right, of of um, McEwen and, and Shotgun fighting, right? And I went, there's no way Mickey is the is the tough guy in that. <laughs> like, like, it, I mean, aside from like the 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 fact that uh, he is older, like he doesn't feel like the like he'd be the 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 guy to like start something with somebody. Like, right. And I mean, yeah, Shotgun was the one starting it, right? But look at them, right? Look at Shopgun, and then look at this kid. He has on two sweaters, and you can still tell he's skinny as shit. <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah, like it's like so, no, he he would never pull it, you know, Shopgun like that. No, but like, uh, I, I don't know. It was one of those things. Right? I'm I'm glad it was just a prank because I yeah. I don't want I don't want I didn't want the show to become that. Uh, right, right, but it was a funny moment in the end. Uh, but yeah, no mercy. Uh, yeah, kind of filler this week. Hopefully, I'm looking forward to seeing the the performances. Uh, this upcoming uh episode. Uh, hopefully we'll, you know, uh, pretty soon we'll get that new episode. Oh, actually, it's mm-hmm. gonna be. Yeah, it should be this Wednesday. Uh, so yeah, we'll so get that new episode. We'll get to see these performances. Now, here's the other thing that, um kind of plagued my mind about the way these next performances are set up is it's set up with audience votes as well. Right. Yeah. Um, and you, you haven't watched show me the money yet, but a big thing that they talked about on show me the money with having a lot of things divvied by audience vote, because uh, show me the money is really, is very heavily audience vote as well. And it's a latter half of the show um, is Guys who have kind of been out there longer are always going to garner the audience more, even if they're not better, right? So there was all this talk of the idols are going to fucking get a lot of votes no matter what, and Vosco is going to get a lot of votes no matter what because he's fucking Vosco. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been in the underground hip hop scene in Korea for for a long time, and people already respect the fuck out of him. You know what I'm saying? Like like a lot of the guys who are the judges came up listening to Vosco. You know, so you had this thing, or you know, just just whatever. Where it was just like. And and a lot of that did translate for Vasco, where Vasco got a lot of fucking votes just out of the gate for being fucking Vasco. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you come to this thing where it is very clearly like, okay, these people produce the tracks and some of them are on the track with the guys from No Mercy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there may be this little bit of a thing where you may tarnish the vote a little bit because people are going to be like, I'm going to fucking vote for Vasco. You know what I'm yeah. Like... <laughs> 
because because even in that situation, Gilly Boy lost a lot of shit to to Vasco and other people because they were Vasco and Bobby and Bi and Otelli. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's just a lot of that shit. And and yeah. you know, even thus, I'm, I'm gonna say this right. Like, I like Gilly Boy's beat. Yeah, maybe Gilly Boy should stick to making beats. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> his, right, so, his beat is really yeah, good. His beat is really good. All right, so no, uh, once we get to talk about no, we had our no mercy talk. Uh, but yeah, what, what's new music wise with you? So music wise, um, because I, I I had realized we didn't um have a show last week, so I definitely wanted to uh bring this up. But Zion T, uh, a gentleman that we are both very familiar with and like, put out a new song featuring Crush called Just. Um, and man, it is Zion T in your motherfucking ears. And if you don't like Zion T in your ears, you are listening to the wrong fucking show. Yes, <laughs> it's just just to putting that out there. Just just yes. Yeah. Because uh, me and Petey really facts. like Zion T. Uh, <laughs> and Two facts with King Kaz. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't know. I just really like Zion T. I like his kind of weird uh, style that he has. And I, I love the arrangement of his music. Um, and this is something very in his, in his wheelhouse. Like, this isn't like a big divergence, but it's a lot slower than normal usually it's a little bit more upbeat um but this is definitely in fucking zion t's wheelhouse and i think a little bit more it's a little bit outside of crush's house wheelhouse a little more because i'm used to more high beat fun r&b stuff from crush so hearing crush in this mix with zion t was really really cool yeah, yeah, it's a really cool, like, slow tune. It had just a smooth feel to it, and it was, it, it was nice. It was, it had, uh, you know, kind of a cool video too. Like, like the 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 style of it is really cool. You know, kind of, uh, I don't know necessarily if it has any kind of a story, but it has a bunch of cool imagery, which all which is what matters, and it has feels very wintry, you know, being the winter time now. Uh, feels very wintry, uh, mm-hmm. which I've, I've never seen winter, so it's, it's good to see it, uh, <laughs> vicariously do that. <laughs> it, it, it's a cute thing when there's an inch of snow on the ground. It's a fucking bitch and a half when there's five or more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I understand that. Um, uh, but yeah, Zion T. Gotta get some Zion T in your ears. Uh, oh, but yeah, what, what else you got for us? So, uh, let's see. What else I got on here? Han. Oh, I'm gonna ruin this. Hanhe. Hanhe. Hanhe? I don't know. I wanna say Hanhe. Hanhe. Um, featuring a, a D menor called, uh, Man of the Year. Very, uh, kinda upbeat, uh, fun R&B style song. Um, artist I'm not super, super familiar with. But, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it. Like, it's not, something i'm gonna come back to a lot like but i definitely did enjoy this kind of party feel mix song like very very smooth r&b rap style so something you could play at a party something you can jam at a party like like uh if you know it's like a little bit like some of kendrick lamar's songs but without you know saying bitch don't kill my vibe (laughs) 
uh or revives if you're Taeyang. Uh <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun party we'll track. In there. Party track. <laughs> Somebody didn't tell him. <laughs> There's, There's a, a bee. bee in there, Taeyang. Vibe. It's really it's like understanding the, the Korean consonants. Uh, how is the B the one that he has a problem with? The V is the one. Like I understand if he said, "Baby, don't kill my vibe." I I'd get that. You know, V is not a V. The V is not a sound, and it's not a Korean consonant. But how how do you, vibe? It's like when you hear people say a piece, uh, say beautiful. You know, beautiful. It's like, or, you know, beautiful, you know, beautiful. But I understand beautiful, but it's like beautiful or something like that. Something like that. I'm like, it's like, I, it's just a weird thing. But, but that aside, this is a really cool track from Hanai, <laughs> yeah. uh, Man of the Year. It's, it's, it's kind of like this, like, I'm so cool, like, uh, R&B track, like, Definitely. Uh, it has a cool, uh, swagger and whatnot. I like it. But yeah. One, last but not least. So I got, got another Gecko. one. I thought I did this one. I wasn't sure. But then at the same time, I was like, you think I give a fuck? It's a fucking Gecko song. If it, if I did it once, I'm going to do it again. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, so it's Gecko featuring a few different people. Um, You got uh, Yankee on here, Benzino, and uh, Babylon. The song called Cheers. Holy shit, dude. This is a fun fucking song and a video fun video too man and fucking gecko is just an awesome rapper and fucking so is benzino and the other guys on here held their own they're not people i'm super familiar with but fuck this was such a fun song yeah yankee uh featured on the same track gecko featured on on epic high's album which is uh the oh i want to say oh yeah uh burj khalifa uh burj khalifa Uh, yeah, yeah Khalifa. It was uh, epic. Uh, Burj Khalifa with Yankee and Gecko. Uh, they Yo, you want to hear a fucking amazing song? Go listen to that epic High Khalifa song. So yeah. good. But no, I'm not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna undercut this song. This song yeah. is so fucking fun. Like it is so fucking fun. Yeah, yeah. It, Babylon does some great singing on there. Uh, Yankee does well. Gecko is you know Gecko like. Benzino doing his Benzino thing and yes, look at this Babylon kid doing his chest popping, trying, <laughs> trying to be Taeyang. Like, like I, I see what you're doing there, you chest pops. Yeah, Dramatic and I, I love pops. Benzino's part. Benzino's part is so fun. Yeah, like Benzino kind of has so this like kind of as weird as it sounds. He has this kind of really plain voice. So he lives a lot on his lyrics, you know? Yeah. Like, his lyrics are really fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, he he writes really, really cool songs, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a really cool track. It's just all around. And like, the, the video is really cleverly done and simple. Like, you know, just uh-huh. keep it simple, stupid. Like, it's just, oh, there you go. Once, it, once like again, the, the singing parts have again. all the dancing in it, and the rappers just kind of rap and jam out. Like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, simple. Uh, yeah. but yeah, and I mean, it's just such like 
not we were talking about the last song is something you could play at a party. This is a song I think if you put on at almost any party that play, would play hip hop, nobody would even fucking like realize it was Korean for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> They'd just be <laughs> fucking like, jamming out. Like, like, oh my God. It's like this is my new jam. <laughs> right. Uh but yeah, gecko. Got a little gecko. And there's toys yeah. in there. Yeah, just chilling out. Uh but yeah. And so, I love the uh, way it was also arranged as well, where you had like Yankee first, Babylon, Benzino, and then Gecko comes on at the end, even though it's his song, to kind of cap yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like the like, main event. Which is just Yes. It was so cool. This is the main event. Yeah, definitely, like definitely my song of like this week. Go and fucking check this song out. It's so yeah. fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Cheers to you. Uh, so I have a couple of things that are new, uh, before, you know, the music. Uh, uh, first, I, I wanted to bring this up last week, but I forgot. And I wanted to posit an idea before I get into like the things that were new this week. I wanted to posit the idea, uh, that from now on, we're going to go ahead and say that whatever is that one thing that nobody will let you live down, uh, is officially your plastic pants. <laughs> okay. Yes. So like say your haiku is your plastic pants. <laughs> uh, you know, the time I, <laughs> the time I accidentally deleted two, three episodes of Record Breakers, and, and that we, and two of which I never recovered. Those are my plastic pants, you know. Uh, the time Curly accidentally started streaming in the middle of masturbating. Those are his plastic pants. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just, it's a perfect thing to just say. Why is his crotch facing me though? I think he's just trying to tell you something. Tell you what, I mean, he's just saying, hey, he, hey, Cass. I guess, but still, I'm going to move over here for a minute. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that aside, that aside, I wanted to talk about, so I've talked about this show, Pinocchio. So a couple of things, uh, the show Pinocchio, I mentioned it before. I don't know if I mentioned that I finished it up. Uh, it, the show finished and I, and I finished with it. Uh, it ended really well. Uh, the, I think the story is really good. The characters are really fun. Like, uh, where it went as far as like the main, like big arc, uh, progressed well. Uh, it ended kind of, you know, your typical drama ending where it's like, okay, a year later, now everything's resolved and yay. And then the wedding and, you know, mm-hmm. it, it is what it is, but like, um, it, it, it's a show that I have to say about Pinocchio and I'm going to say it again about the show that I'm, uh, the other show that I, that I gotten into, uh, the, this is a show where the characters and I think the writing and what they, and the kind of the world they presented, this is one of those that could have worked as a multi-season all right, we have season one. That's you know you you build on a big arc, but have the middle you know season arc, and then continue on the next season while keeping things at a good pace. Because, uh, like I think I've said I've I've said this a couple of times where, uh, as many really great really cool stories, really great shows that are in being produced, especially now, uh, in Korea, 
they kind of are trapped in this format. <laughs> They're kind of stuck no. in this format. Which I understand that it's the way it's always been, but I I would love to see some people get an opportunity to do something more with a TV show with the way uh of course this is just me coming from an assumption of one way of t- way TV is supposed to be. Uh and you know, it, it's just like I'm I'm imposing something from, that I know onto something that, you know, uh I'm not as familiar with. But it's just something I'm, like I think I'm gonna say this, right? I think I think we've we've praised it more for the shorter format than we are ever going to say, damn, I wish that was longer, right? I think I wish that was longer is going to come once in a blue moon rather than where the, the whole like, Oh, you know, like, Oh man, shit. Like, because a lot of these shows, like, like, um, my lovely Samson, you know, fresh off a coffee prints, right? Good pacing. Even even the airs with all its faults. Yeah. Good pacing. Um, so there is always going to be those exceptions where I, we go, man, I wish that continued. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I I wish, um, in, in a certain sense that uh Iris from that first season kind of just kept going that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would have loved that story to keep going. Um, and have more twist and, and turns and things like that. And like, and just lead to more and more people and more and more things and other stuff. Like you could have killed that character off and kept going. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. which I just, for those out there, I didn't spoil anything, you know, but I can, <laughs> no. um, <laughs> but even with Iris, like we, we both watched it to the end. You, you enjoyed yeah. it. I fucking thoroughly enjoyed it. And you get to yeah. that end where, where it ends on a, on a fucking question mark. And yeah, there is a second season, but it doesn't really embrace everything that the first season had because it kind of stopped short. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it, it stops. And then there's this, this time. And then there's new writing that happened because it was like, okay, well we could continue with this show kind of thing. Yeah. Um, um but I think I, I, I like, uh, I, I definitely agree. Like that there are some shows that, uh, are perfectly fit to the format and, 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 and historically they've, they've just kind of fit. Like for Shop of Copper Prince, My Lovely Sam Soon. Uh, It's Okay, That's Love is another show that they paced it perfectly. Uh, and began middle end was just the right amount of, you know, the right amount of episodes. Like the story went, you know, exactly where it needed to go and ended it at a good place. So, uh, I just, I, 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 I wish there were opportunities for people that can write multi seasons to do so. But, uh, another thing I would say about Pinocchio, I'm glad this show came along and I enjoyed it as much as I did. For specifically, and this is going to sound weird to anybody who's from more, more experience with Korean dramas. Uh, from what I've seen, there's a, you know, she has, she has, own, she has her own fan base for obvious reasons. Uh, I, in my mind, it redeemed Park Shin Hye, mm-hmm. the lead actress, uh, coming off of airs, <laughs> like coming off of her performance on airs where she played this thoroughly dislikable character that's supposed to be your female lead. To this, where she played a really fun character that I actually thoroughly enjoyed and had a lot of fun with. 
I it completely redeemed it, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to you know checking out more of her like actual other shows. Uh, now with the idea that okay, she has she has she she can play likable characters. It's the writer's fault. <laughs> Again, freaking errors. Um, but yeah, Pinocchio, really f- f- fun show. Check it out. It's it's a really cool show. Uh, but checking out that show made me get finally get around to checking out the show that I had been meaning to to watch before, but decided to kind of actually sit down and and uh, get through it. Uh, which was the first pairing of I believe the writer of Pinocchio and Lee Jung Suk, uh, which was I hear your voice. Uh, mm-hmm. This is you know the, the 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 writer and lead actor kind of re. Uh, that this is the first time with each other. Well, I don't know about first time, but this, this was before. It's kind of like, you know, this one was the, po- I, I imagine the popularity of this probably gave uh, the, the writer clout to be able to get, you know, support for creating Pinocchio eventually. And you can see, you can definitely see some elements that you find in Pinocchio. Uh, I hear your voice start, stars, uh, Lee Jong Suk, uh, as kind of this kid who be through, Due to a car accident, uh, when he was a kid, uh, is able to hear other people's thoughts, especially if he looks into their eyes. Oh, uh, that sounds cheesy. It sounds cheesy. It's understandable, and that's understandable. Now, I will say, they fill the, the world of this show out with enough likable characters, and they underplay that ability well enough. Like, it is, it's not something that he is constantly doing every episode at all times is just at the right moments similarly to the pinocchio syndrome in pinocchio mm-hmm. they know when to apply it and when to kind of just forget about it like there's entire episodes where that's not around like he he doesn't read anybody's thoughts and like uh it, it they know when to apply it and you know when when it's useful and they know not to overdo it. It seems a little cheesy, but it works well in the context talks context of the show. Um, it has a really likable ma- a female lead. It has a bunch of really likable characters, and this is the show that I I I, I tweeted out. That, uh, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, I tweeted out that this is a show that gave me my first instance of second lead syndrome <laughs> of like, you know, wanting the second lead to be, you know, shipping the, the second leads, uh, because, and, and eventually this was early on in the show. Eventually it kind of like, okay, I, they, they developed the relationship between the two, um, primary leads well enough that, okay, I can, I went in and I bought in on that, but I really wanted uh, Attorney Cha to to get the girl because he's such a he's 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 hilarious and he's such a good guy and like he's such a perfect like like it, I think one of the, for the first time this is literally the first time where I'm like why not that guy you know because usually you know you have those secondary male leads and they're like you're kind of there to be the the rival and like uh, I'm you. At least for me, I've never really bought into the secondary male lead as a possible, you know, option. They just kind of were there, even for shows that I've enjoyed. Like I was like, no, it's it's about these two. You're there as a distraction, and I, I know that you're there as a distraction. But this is my first time, my first time 
actually like need to have it be that guy. That guy. That guy. Come on. Go with that guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is a, I think a really well done show, really well written show. I can definitely see where things improved when they went over to Pinocchio. A lot of the elements in the, like, the filmmaking of the show improved a lot with, uh, Pinocchio. But this one has a lot of the elements that I it thoroughly enjoyed in Pinocchio. It was fun. It was funny. It was, it had, uh, really good story that kind of played on really interesting themes of justice and revenge and you know like like you know it, if you if you get revenge do you become just as bad as the person you know you're seeking revenge on you know blah 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 uh but it's really well done and i think people should check it out i can hear your voice or i hear your voice it's on drama fever it's really good uh and it's really well done uh it's fun characters all right so uh I'm going to try to go through the music real quick. Uh, one thing I have started, uh, at least a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, project, uh, trot, project, uh, PD, uh, studies trot, you know, the trot 101. Uh, I've looked at a couple of things. I wanted to bring up one thing that I kind of already known about because he was on roommate and he was on a couple of shows that I, I've seen before. Uh, and that's Park Hyun Bin. Uh, he's been around for a while. This is a firm of performance yeah. at, on Music Core back in 2008. Uh, you can see 2008, uh, can, they Can I also say, you can't give me, you can't give me any music clip that starts with fucking Sangiro and Daesung in fucking glittery ass jackets. <laughs> fucking, like, grinding up on some girl, like the fucking Night at the Roxbury dudes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, yeah, this is, this is some of that kind of that that feel that you kind of get with some uh trot music, especially Park Young Bin. Park Young Bin is just super fun, and he has this like this like showmanship that that you kind of find in I think more modern trot. Uh and uh, it, it is a, so it's just a fun song. He has a couple other really cool songs, but this one, yeah, this one was a video I found that was a a quality video from an official source, <laughs> so I picked this one. Uh, Shabang Shabang. Uh, have you, had you heard this song before, Kaz? I've heard it before in like the backgrounds of other things. Um, uh, like I've heard it in like t- other TV shows and stuff like that, but I've never really straight up watched a performance of him doing this song. You know, like I, yeah. I know of the song. Yeah. Well, what did you think of Park Hyun Bin? I, voice? so, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with it. I still like I still like Trot. So far in our experiment to reach out and 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 learn about Trot music, I'm I'm still with it. I'm still with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a lot of this is just a lot of fun. Like the the, the dance is a lot of fun, and you can see why this is this. You can see why this is so much fun to like be the stuff you sing at a Norimang, like the karaoke and shit like that. And like you picking us on it at, at, at freaking Norimang's like, like I'm going to do Shabang Shabang. Like <laughs> Shabang Shabang. And you drunk ass kind of like trying to belt that high note, not really getting it, but it, it's fun uh on your like 
uh, hygienically covered microphone at, at the freaking uh, singing room, you know, uh, it, it, it I, I can definitely see why this is a perfect Norebang song, like, and why trot music is perfect Norebang music. Uh, it's just like, you know, it's just so much fun to, to like, uh, sing along to and dance along to. Uh, but yeah, so additionally, uh, I was checking out TV shows that I like, and I was checking out, they finally, uh, came out, KBS World released the episode on which Mama Moo, uh, performed, uh, the song Chankerman, or Wait a Minute. Uh, I, I'm gonna play the, kind of the, the the original KBS K-pop without the English subs, but they pre- released it on KBS World, uh, r- roughly on schedule three weeks after the original air date, um, and it was a fantastic performance. You know, it's Mama Moo being Mama Moo, and they just kind of showing their dynamic, playing classic like K- Korean uh, music. Uh, they got a ton of praise the entire episode by all the other uh, singers, and it was just a, it was just a fun performance. Uh, what what yeah, did you think of like- I thought it was cool. Like, it, it started out, you know, really s- slow and soulful, and they went into, like you said, their kind of more Mama Moo style and made it their own. And, uh, I thought it was really interesting and nice. Like, um, there, there's not much I can say about it, cause I, I just, I like Mama Moo, and it, it feels like, feel like we're just overpraising them. I th- like, it, at this point, I think we're getting paid, and I'm wondering where the check is now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 it, we're, we're promoting Mama Moo. It's just, I stand them so hard, I just, I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, but yeah, they, they got a ton of praise, uh, and all, but one of the main things is that I love, like, uh, watching these shows um uh, is that i will watch them i will it, you know motivate myself to watch a show based on somebody that i know being there but i will watch the whole show not just like the, not just a cut people <laughs> i with those goddamn cuts i understand that's the only thing you care about but i want to watch the whole show uh but part of that, because I get to like, you know, discover different personalities that I hadn't heard of before and I dis- discover other singers. And one of those was, uh, Sun Sun Yun, uh, aka Sonnet Sun. She had a really cool perform- performance on this show. Uh, you know, those, those was nice and, but they showed previews from her like previous appearances. And uh-huh. one of those was her performing Bohemian Rhapsody, which I had to check out. Yeah. Uh, so she, this is a Sun Sun Yun, aka Sonnet Sun, uh, performing Bohemian Rhapsody back in, uh, back in, uh, I want to say August, somewhere, about, September, no, uh, back, 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 uh, on a previous episode, whether, back in November, specifically, okay, November, uh, because the episode was about people that had passed away in November in the past, uh, it was a tribute to Freddie Mercury, uh, but yeah, there's a performance of a Bohemian Rhapsody. It was a it was a really interesting, really well done performance. That's how you spell that. Damn it, I was trying to look that up. Uh really well done performance. It was really interesting. It I, I she she included a odd reggae break, <laughs> like a little rap part, which is odd. But I think she she performed it fairly straight. Um, it was good. I will have to say. Uh, you're probably gonna elaborate on something similar, but I will have to say she does have the issue of like, 
I think with uh, young female singers that sing rock music where they're too good to sing rock music, <laughs> where they're like, I'm going to sing real good, and like, uh, which is okay, uh, but I think it works well when you're talking about Queen and you talk about yeah, Freddie Mercury. So, who so could, Queen like, is out. is one of those one of those kind of groups and and thing and just where are are you a good vocalist? Then yeah, you could do a Queen song. <laughs> like you're not gonna do it as good as Freddie motherfucking Mercury because that's Freddie motherfucking Mercury. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> right. But. Um, but I think there are parts where she held her own, and then there were parts where it really, really, really fell flat. But the thing that carried her was the fact that it was Bohemian motherfucking Rhapsody. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? Just, like, just and, and, and I'm not even talking about verbalization or any of those things, but there were just some kind of cringy parts. Um, and and that's because. I am comparing it to Freddie fucking Mercury. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty sure at some point in life, maybe people will say that about Beyonce. Huh. Maybe, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, hold on, I'm not going to turn on Beyonce. Beyonce is good, but you know, it's one of those things where I know this song. I've heard this song so many times. So those slight little things that you're like, whoa, uh, huh. You know? Yeah. Because there's a lot of quick tempo parts in, in Bohemian Rhapsody, especially like in Galileo Galileo part in there. It's a lot, it's really quick and the tempo is fast. And I think that part is where she got lost a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she kind of started Ooh. doing the opera thing, like <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, like uh, it's like uh, she's being the conductor. It's like, uh, but yeah, yeah. It, she had a she had a very talented choir with her that that uh, held up their part of the bargain, uh, and and I think the overall the performance was really cool and really fun and kind of. Uh, especially if, imagine if you were there live, you would be utterly kind of like, uh, fascinated by it. Uh, and I think she, she, she definitely deserved the 427 votes that she got for the performance <laughs> at, at the end of it. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I definitely could see that where you can like, you can pick up some things that where she could have done better, but it, it, it was just a f- overall from performance. And this is what I, I love, uh, immortal songs. Immortal songs is just a cool show for like, like all these performances by people, by people that specifically go to immortal songs that I, I haven't really ev- ever heard of too much of. Uh, there's always, you know, there's usually people that I have heard of like EXID is going to be on, on the most, I think that probably next week, uh, they're going to be on, on the episode next week on KBS World. Uh, I think, or this week. Uh, and like, NG from A Pink and, and things like that. But like, uh, all the other artists like Ali and, and, and these other artists that go on there and that's their thing. Uh, that, that is always just like really cool to see really cool live, perf- like vocal performances and like, you know, reimagining old classic Korean songs. I just love that. Uh, but yeah, this was a really cool performance. 
Uh, by an interesting artist that I'm going to keep an eye on for, especially not just on this show, but whatever she does. Sonnet Sun. I'm going to keep an eye out uh, uh, for her. Uh, but that's it for what's new with us this week. Uh, we're going to talk about some headlines now. Headlines? Uh, <laughs> headlines. I'm now still saying, I thought you did a good job. I'm just saying, it's one of those songs, you know? Yeah. Like, you're always going to have some issue with it when someone else sings a song that you really, really know. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I've done, I've, I've been, I've done a decade of karaoke. I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that this is, well, let's move on. Headlines. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here at the headlines section. Your, uh, your, your, your area for topical topics and whatnot. I don't know how about to describe it, but we're going to just talk about some of the things that headlines, articles, things that caught my attention. Uh, all right, let's get started. Yeah. First headline. Uh, 20 overlooked South Korean movies that are worth watching from, uh, the Taste of Cinema, uh, blog. Uh, something that, uh, Soompi caught my attention to. Uh, so credit to Soompi for, for letting me know about, letting me, let us, letting us know about this. Uh, specifically, the, uh, the number one option. So, <laughs> this is a really cool, like, interesting list. And I had to say, uh, of the movies that I've seen on this list, uh, I definitely can, I definitely agree with their inclusion. Uh, so we kind of, kind of go through them. Uh, I'll talk about the, the first one that they include here, Punch. Uh, yeah. have you seen Punch? No, I, I went through this list a little bit earlier before we started talking about these. And there are a lot of these I have not seen that sound super interesting. Now I'm going to say this right off the bat. A lot of the more like kind of Korean gangster actiony movies definitely catch me a lot more than the soulful ones do. Yeah. Um, so like those will probably be the ones I check out over the soulful ones just cause I am not a real soulful movie guy. Yeah. I'm not going to go in depth with all the movies, but I wanted, I did want to talk about punch. Punch is a really, really good, uh, really good coming of age story. Really good. Well acted. Really interesting movie, uh, has really, a, a lot of like, uh, basically like I said, a lot of good acting, writing, emotional moments. It's very interesting, really cool, like, the story goes, uh, a lot of cool in places. It's like a very, it has an indie feel to it, and with good reason, like, uh, it, it is a really cool movie, and I, I, I'm kind of bummed out, cause I, this one, I, when I checked it out, it was on Netflix streaming. And it's not there anymore, and I'm kind of bummed because I, I, it, it, you know, having it there was a big reason why I wanted to check it out. Like it, it is really well done, and it's really well made. Like it, it, I think people should check it out. Uh, there's a bunch of other movies like Oasis that I haven't checked out. The Day a Pig Fell in the well, into the Well just looks interesting, <laughs> just like <laughs> like art film style like murder movie. Uh, you know, Spin Kick. <laughs> it looks interesting. Haunters has yeah, my Spinkick attention. looks really interesting. Yeah, Haunters definitely looks interesting. Just on the premise alone, like the the the, the these competing uh, psychics, uh, you know, battling each other. Like that one looks interesting. Things like Crocodile uh, has a really cool premise. Uh, Hard Day uh, has has a cool premise. No Manners seems like it'd be a funny movie. 
Uh, you had a couple of other entries. The Unjust has a dude with like a winking eye and bleeding from his eyes. So that's interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it, it's, uh, starts off with a, 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 a I imagine a, a fascinating, like a, a, probably a gripping movie just on the fact that it starts with a young girl getting raped and murdered. And then you start from there. Like, uh, yeah. Cast Away on the Moon, uh, is a really, really good movie. This is one of the movies that I, I checked out. A while back. It's no longer on, on Netflix. Again, I checked it out on Netflix. It's no longer on there. And I'm kind of, and I'm really bummed out. It is a really well made movie. It stars, uh, John, John Jae Young, uh, as well as Jung Ryo Won, who some may know specifically as, uh, being in My Lovely Samson. She was the kind of the, the, uh, the secondary female lead, the one with that came over with Daniel Henney. Uh, the one with the stomach cancer, you know, <laughs> uh, she plays a, uh, basically a Hikiku, uh, what's it, what's the word with the, the, the recluse, is it the Japanese word, Hikikumori? 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 Hikikumori. Yeah. More or less. That. And she's Welcome like, to the NHK. Yeah. Uh, the, an agoraphobic girl, and then the, he plays a suicidal failed businessman who tries to kill himself, but ends up, uh, surviving, tries to jump in the Han, Han River to kill himself, ends up surviving and stranded on an island in the middle of the Han River with that, ba- that has an, uh, a, a bridge over it, but you can't really get up on it, and he can't swim, so he can't swim back to the city, so he's, He's stranded on a, on a deserted island in the middle of Seoul. Like he could see one half of Seoul on one side, the other half of Seoul on the other side, but he can't get to it all and he's stuck. And he kind of just resigns to the fact that he's stuck. And he's like, well, might as well make the most of it. And he, he like, he had these like moments of him and it, a lot of quiet moments, a lot of like, uh, calm moments, him trying to make uh, Ja Jung Myung, like his mission of like getting, making noodles from scratch, uh, finding a salt substitute, uh, you know, growing corn from mm-hmm. like, well, uh, from whatever little seeds he can find. Like it turns this to this whole thing of like just him like resigning himself into this I, life as a stranded person. I want to watch this now. I think this should yeah, be a Hollywood yeah. talk. Like of all the ones so far, that one seems the most interesting, you yeah, know, is, especially to, to me of the kind of stories that I like, like that one really yeah. seems interesting. Yeah. Can if I, can I, can, say, find a... can I, can I jump down the line a little bit? Yeah. Let's go. Because. The movie Sunny to me looks like Korean How Stella Got Her Groove Back. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, it can be, but it's not really. I know, uh, I so know it's not, other... but look at that motherfucking yeah, picture. Yeah. And you tell me that that's not <laughs> Korean like, well, How it, Stella Got Her Groove Back. Yeah, it, it, it totally can it, it totally looks like that. Uh, but so, I will say Sunny is a really funny movie, really sweet movie. Uh, has a, a lot of really cool, like, the, the, cause it jumps back and forth between modern times, uh, you know, 2011 and the 80s. And, like, they have these moments where it kind of, tra- like, all the camera does is pan over to the left, and suddenly you're in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the characters are there, and it's like, 
and then it does these transitions that are almost kind of seamless and uh the characters really interesting like the young version of all the characters are hilarious like uh it was a star making role for one of the actresses which i i really want to name but i can't off the top of my head but she she uh she also featured on uh modern farmer the drama that i was watching recently with uh, she was hilarious on that uh kind of being the the foul mouth girl uh the the master cursor <laughs> like that was her role she was the master cursor and they would have curse off battles with the rival gang and then at one of the best scenes of the movie is where the they the like these two rival uh schoolgirl gangs have uh have a rumble basically but in the middle of these uh big democratization uh riots <laughs> Where, you know, cops and like the, the, the democratization movement, this is back in the eighties, uh, kind of are rumbling and they kind of draws this comparison between like these like factions warring to little girls having a slot fight. Like, like it, it, it does draw kind of a cool comparison, like in, in the movie, you know, movie making wise, filmmaking wise, it's really cool. Uh, and it's really fun and funny. It's ultimately really sweet uh, about like just the bonds of friendship, you know, friendship. <laughs> uh, and then silence is. I think silence. I kind of went over it when I talked about well, it recently, previously. We we did an episode on silence. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we, did a whole we talked episode. about it. So um, check out our so like, talks, but yeah, it's an amazing movie. Like it is just a yeah, well made, smart, heart wrenching movie. Yeah, uh, it's a good gripping thriller. Like, yeah, um, Gong Yu's performance is just off the charts. Like, like, yeah. If you only know him from like being that like the dreamy male lead on Coffee Prince, check him out on this because like this will show you his range as an actor. Like, he's just talented. Uh, and I love to check him out. And then I have no idea what Moss is, but I'm looking to check it out. A uh, couple of honorable mentions. I think well, they, they mentioned a movie here somewhere. Uh, the Good, the Bad, and the Weird. And I think they mm-hmm. mentioned it on this movie, on this somewhere. I don't know if it was a listing, but, or at the very least as a, as a honorable mention. Uh, but I'm, or did they mention? Or maybe I just saw it on Netflix. I think I just saw maybe it. Maybe you just saw it on Netflix. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, but that one's, that's another movie that I wanted to check out, but I imagine, I think that one's more popular. Uh, all right. Aside from that. All right. A bunch of really cool movies and I'm going to try to check yeah. them out. Not all, not all streaming, sadly enough. So, uh, you're going to have to, you know, do your thing. <laughs> you, yeah. Like you said, neither is my sassy girl, but I've seen it. So just know that it, you, you know, it's possible. Uh, but Silenced is on Hulu Plus. I will say Silenced is on Hulu Plus. Go check it out. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, but yeah, moving on to more headlines. Uh, traditional woodguard, woodcarved guitars proved Japan is the most metal. Um, I don't know why this was a question. We know Japan is the most metal, but here's some proof for you. Uh, Japan is known throughout the world for finding harmonious ways of combining traditional design and aesthetics with modern ideals and technology. 
Uh, you can see it everywhere. Japanese architecture, eating utensils, even smartphone, tablet cases, and pop music. Uh, so it should come as no surprise when there's Japanese electric guitars that have been handcrafted out of wood following traditional hand carving techniques. Oh, and did we mention that you can order them online? Now, uh, this is really cool. Yeah. Uh, this is just traditional wood carving, but with pickups and strings, and you can play metal music on them, or whatever music you want to. Uh, so let's see, let's see some examples. The Lion Guitar. Yeah, uh, these are fucking cool, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not really into instruments. It's not my thing, but these are fucking cool. Like, there's no way around saying these are cool. Yeah, this is just the the the, the way that kind of it's well uh, the way it's uh shaped and like positioned, like how symmetrical it is. Putting the putting the the knobs and the ears, I think. Uh, it's just the design is really cool. Uh, then you have the moon reflection guitar. Uh. A little bit more mellow. Uh, well, let's say... I mean, it's still fucking crazy, because... (laughs) Like, and hold on. When we say you can order these, look at the price. (laughs) Because that's not just (laughs) a old, oh, you can order this. No, motherfucker. You are going to have to fucking uh, take out a mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) First motherfucking born. The Lion guitar uh, comes in at a whopping 440,000 yen or about $3,700. Uh, the Moon Reflection guitar, uh, comes in at about eight grand. Uh, the, you know, about a million, a million yen, basically. Uh, you have the Bird bass guitar, comes in at a million and a half yen. Uh, $12,000. Yeah. Uh, then last but not least, you have, you know, if you're talking about any creature in Japanese lore, you're talking about the dragon, but not just the dragon, a dragon and the guitar is shaped like a sword. It's the dragon sword. Uh, it costs damn near 2 million yen, but still, it's a dragon sword. That's, that's all you gotta say right there. I mean, yeah. Like, what? I mean, what else are you supposed to say? There he is jamming it out. Probably playing some Rush or some shit. Yeah. Ah, but yeah, I I would love for somebody I know to to buy one of these guitars because I never will (laughs) because play guitar. But if somebody I knew played bought it, I would love to go over and try one out and and play horribly on it. (laughs) But yeah, Um. check them out. Um, alright, moving on. So, uh, Exo, Exo's Dio is not bad. <sighs> He's just disappointed <laughs> with the situation. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Fucking, uh, Angry White Dad. Go check out Angry some White old Dad. King Casby for that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Exo's Dio resents having to raise XOL as children along with being an idol. Um, there is a great vi- fan cam video of EXO at an event where the fans were being a little unruly. They were trying to get them kind of in a line, trying to get them, uh, you know, organized so that they're not like, and apparently somebody fell down. Apparently, according to translation, somebody fell down. They're trying to get everybody like, all right, help that person up, you know, start with the people that fell down. Let's get everybody organized. And, and at some point it's like, uh, Dio steps in. It's like, all right, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed right now. I'm really disappointed. I don't want to be having to hear people talking about XOLs as, as, uh, you know, XO fans as being unorganized and crazy. Uh, I, I'm really disappointed with you all. Roughly, rough translation. They, more or less, you, you gotta stay safe. You gotta stay safe. And it's like, the, the trying to organize them is like, you know what? If you're gonna be like this, it, maybe it's better that we just step off the stage for a little while. And then, uh, they therefore went ahead and, uh, stepped off the stage. <laughs> just turned and walked off. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, because they have to treat their fans like children. This is kind of hilarious, but it's like, it's one of those disappointing aspects of being an EXO fan is that it's such a large, passionate fan base that there's such a large, bad apple bunch <laughs> that it's kind of it, it can't help you can't help but be disappointed as a uh you know as one of the many xol that just kind of dig the group and and are passionate about it but don't you know act like idiots like even you know there's another article on asian junkie where they talk about how even uh xol are are annoyed by xol <laughs> uh, even xol hate xol uh, they go, have a great article, uh, where, you know, on net, I guess netizen buzz or on, on, on pan or whatever, uh, where you have XOLs like, uh, it says like, I agree 100%. The biggest anti of XO is XOL. Just look at the other fandoms. I went to Infinite Pan channel by chance and they were so warm and nice. So the fandoms defend each other, but we're busy hating each other. So it's like, even like, even their famous is like, Come on, Ugh, get your shit right, together. Right. Even their fan base is over. But I, I love the way that the article is just kind of put. It's real. It's a really, really, really short article. But I just love that the, the how, like how badly does does Dio want to murder the fans? <laughs> like, and yeah. who would blame? No jury yeah, would, would convict him. And the Inky Gaio staff would testify for him. <laughs> like, yes. like, no, 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 he was justified. He was justified. <laughs> yeah, it's just justifiable kill. You know, justifiable kill. You know, it's just, you know. Uh, yeah, it, it's just as simple as that. Uh, it, it's, ex- it's one of those things, and it's one of those things that we've talked about. One, it's because they named them wrong. They shouldn't have named them XOLs. They should have named them exotics, as you said, time and time again. Exactly. Um, and two, it's like you said, it is a large fan base. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is a large really and passionate fan base. fan base. So, like, it, it's hard to, like, always have everyone in control and, and do all these things. And I think I, I, in, in my, in my in mind, they handled it the best way they fucking could. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there was no other way that this could have been handled, which was just like, you go, Hey, come on, let's get this shit together. Like, let's fucking act like adults. Let's, let's do everything. So this event can happen. And they were like, you know, motherfuckers are still being rowdy and rudely. And they're like, you know what? You know what? This is supposed to be us showing our love for you for for being the passionate, awesome fan base that you are, and you're not being that. So when that that fan base shows up, then we'll fucking handle this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like, <laughs> and like you said, that's the way. Sometimes you have to talk to fucking children. You're just like, are you yeah. really gonna act like that? You're really gonna be that fucking asshole? Great, I'm gone. Peace. <laughs> like, it's deal like, with your own shit. Like, like when yeah. you're an adult, I'll, I'll holler at you. Exactly. You know, they're, they're not mad. Like we said, they're not mad. No, they're not they're mad. Just disappointed with the situation. Right. Just disappointed. With the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, come Drinks on. I made XOL. Years ago, still coming up. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together. Axel. Okay. Exactly. I, I, I want I want to go into this next one. Yes. I really want to go um, into this next one, right? Rap Monster talks about the diss tracks between him and Icon's Bobby. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh talk about the distracts between him and him. Uh, in the song Come Here, part of Bobby's lyrics are, they call me a monster, I never call myself that, a talent for looks, I'm one bin in front of, front of bulletproof glass. Uh, you know, and, and they, this article goes on and back and forth between the kind of the examples of these lyrics and like, uh, what he said. It said, uh, you know, on specifically his 2014 mama stage, like, well, since we're not gonna grab each other's throats and fight, we gain a lot from something like this. After the feedback, I had absolutely no regrets. I think I expressed myself well within the boundaries I had. Uh, he added, after the mama stage, when, uh, we were walk, BTS was walking off stage, Bobby was getting on stage, we met. He referred to the part I did and told me I did well. I told him he did well too, and we high-fived each other. But we're not actually not that close. They high-fived each other, so you know they're real hip-hop. Uh, but yeah, Kaz. First of all, okay, this is a thing, right? I give I, I give everything that fucking that rap monster said some legitimacy in the world, right? You know what I'm saying? Where where he says, "Hey, it, he didn't he didn't like hardcore come at me if he did come at me at all, but if he did, I defended myself." Two, you didn't fucking defend yourself. Nobody understood the fucking line that you said that you had to explain what the fuck that you said. I didn't. How was that a fucking reaction to what Bobby said to you? You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 blah, right? Like, like Bobby's line, if it was aimed at Rap Monster, was good. And this is why Bobby is an idiot genius. <laughs> if it is. Idiot you know? of hip hop. Because he's but like you, 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 you tear apart that thing, right? He says they call me a monster. I didn't call myself that, right? Where he's saying you called yourself rap monster, but you're you're not that. But I get called that because that's what I am, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't even remember what the fuck rap monster said. Yeah. Where is it? Adam saying, yeah. "Put your guard up and try to keep up, rapper. You're a tone deaf rapper." Uh, of course, it was, this is uh, translated. Uh, you know, rappers can express, and then he explained that the rap was more of a feedback than a diss towards a specific person. Rappers can express what they want to say okay. through their raps. It's like, okay, hold on, right? Again, one of these kids trying to explain how rap, what rap is to us. Like, you go, you go, I think he dissed me. So I, I, I fired some shots back. You know what I'm saying? Like, but then you go, but it wasn't meant to be like me firing shots back. What? <laughs> yes, it is you firing shots back. This is, this is, no, this is the good parts of rap. A, a, a fun, like vibrant, like jab at each other is what rap is. And I love the way that underlined it was handled where they go, there's really no animosity. It's just poking fun at each other, you know, but we're not, we don't, we're not friends. It doesn't, that doesn't mean that we're now friends or that we're now anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's what it is. You know? Yeah. Like it, it's similar. It's something that it was similarly discussed amongst, I want to say, what was it? Uh, timey and jolly V. On they they talked about it on pre rap star 
Timey and Jolly V have a similar thing where they go back and forth on each other. Uh, yeah, and they're like, well, mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't like her. I mean, and then they, they, but they talked like they were like, they just kind of joked with each other when they were in the thing, but they never looked at each other like, no, no, we're not that close. I, I, I never, I've never, never hung out with everyone. You know, we're not close. We, we legitimately don't like each other. It's like, uh, but we're, we're being cordial. Uh, but like, but it, it was similar to that. But yeah, it, uh, I, I'm, I'm always like, anytime, anytime some, you know, kid, from Korean hip hop decides he wants to explain how hip hop is. I'm like, there's always an instinct to want to side eye them. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> okay. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, I, I, I wish, I either wish it was, well, they weren't doing this and just focus on their own thing or I wish they would just kind of just go. Or we're good enough to go. Like, I don't know. Uh, the, the, this is just like this odd, uncomfortable, non-beef, beef, like, it's like, it's like tofu beef or whatever. You know what's weirdly funny is we got more excited about the possible rap battle between Zyko and Bobby than we are about <laughs> this rap monster Bobby one. And I think that's because we're like, well, Bobby wins. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> you're just like, uh. but like, Psycho Bobby is exciting because, you know, Bobby is an idiot savant and fucking Psycho is a good lyricist, you know? Yeah. And I, I understand tough cookie exists. I, I know. Yes. <laughs> I, I understand. Just, just, just stay with me. <laughs> but, you know. Um, yeah. Even with that, yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah. Let's, let's see some better, better beefs in, in Korean hip hop. This is a, have some, some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and yes. And some creativity. Uh, but moving on. Uh, Matsuko Deluxe says, AKB opening the Tokyo Olympics would embarrass Japan. Um, crossing <sighs> larger than life talent Matsuko Deluxe is well known for her sharp tongue, particularly where pretty ladies are concerned. This week, the target of her ire is idol group, idol groups like, idol groups like AKB48. On a radio show Monday, uh, she slammed the idea of them performing for the Tokyo Olympics as, quote, embarrassing, end quote. Uh, the comments paid apart, came apart as a discussion about the announcement by AKB's 48's producer, Yasushi Akimoto, regarding his desire to create a Japan 48 per group to perform at the Olympics. Uh, it's like, that is, you know, uh, it's like, I absolutely don't want them to perform at the opening ceremony. As long as they aren't part of the opening or closing ceremonies, I don't care what they do, but please use somebody for the opening and closing ceremonies. That wouldn't be an embarrassment. This is an, an interesting discussion that I think is, uh, is happening amongst Japanese citizens. Uh, it's, uh, I think we had an, I think, we, uh, during one of Bryce's streams, kind of had an interesting discussion with, in the chat with him about the current state of J-pop, how as much as fun as like the AKB48 groups are, there is a little bit of a stagnation and they kind of are at the core of that. Um, but 
you know, and there's the Asian Junkie article about, uh, dear leader Akimoto, <laughs> uh, and his plans. Um, I don't know. What do you, what, you, you are an AKB48 so, guy. Yeah. All right. So I, I initially came at this as like, oh my God. What, hold on. <laughs> I was really going to go really, really, really hard. I forgot we were recording this. Um, <laughs> I initially came at this from the ideal that, you know, this was just a really loud mouth personality being a loud mouth personality, but I do understand some people's whatever about it. But at the same time, we've been over this time and time again. Music is this fundamental thing that is for fun and all this kind of shit. What do you want to fucking put a, 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 a fucking Japanese folk band out there playing fucking songs of their leader, like kind of shit. Like what the, like, like it, it's, it's not a hardcore, re- it, the AKB and those kind of things are already kind of what people think Japan is. Right. And whether you're, you're cool with that or not, it's not the full representation of what you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it is just this one facet of, of fucking life. And, and, AKB knows how to fucking do things correctly. They're fucking entertainers. They know how to entertain, and that is what their job would be at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, and to come to this conclusion that, like, these Japanese girls can't be the best representation of Japanese people is, like, one of the stupidest fucking things ever. Would I be super fucking happy if, like, fucking Lady Gaga was performing at the Olympics, which most likely, if the Olympics were here in America, it would probably be people like Lady Gaga, fucking Katy Perry, and shit like that. They're not gonna fucking roll out Neil Diamond or some fucking shit, or the fucking 48th 96th gospel choir to sing Amazing Grace. Like, they're gonna fucking roll out fucking goddamn Lady Gaga. You know what I'm saying? I'm not super pissed about that in any way, shape, or form, because you know what? When you think of American entertainment, that's the type of people that you fucking think about. Like, like tickle your dick. Get over it. Like, what do you want? Like, like I, I just, I don't get that mental thing that people are like, oh, that, that thing is fucking dumb and not a great representation of our people. That is your people. Like... Like, and yeah, so fucking, like, 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 J-pop might be super stagnant at the moment, right? But it is the most cookie-cutter friendly thing that there is. You're not going to put J- J-Rock up there, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you're not going to put Visual K up there. You're not going to put a lot of these other things up there. It, it is an event where people fucking run around and earn medals. Like, it is not this fucking world... Like, I'm sorry, I understand it's the Olympics and it, it has some whatever for certain people, like, but it, it's fucking games that are about... that are supposed to be about fun and, and unification of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, so why can't we have something fun be the representation of that? Why does it have mm-hmm. to be this like old like like you know what let's do this let's let's for every fucking country from now on for the Olympics we'll roll a fucking old man out there in a fucking army uniform and he'll sing whatever national anthem it is every single time yeah. <laughs> because that's a great representation of shit you know what I'm saying like bam spot the fuck on yeah uh, fuck off I, seriously like 
Uh, I, I will say, yeah, it, 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 it fuck that fat bitch in the Twinkie she wrote in on. Um, I will say that I will be per- one to champion. Let's say not just a forty-eight group in the opening ceremonies. Let's have forty-eight yeah. groups and let's have uh Sekai Noah Wadi uh, uh perform uh and Kari Pami Pami there. Uh, you know, let's have other kind of, you know, and then, you know, traditional, like, Japanese stuff around it and have a, it's probably gonna be that, but, n- you know, not wanting AKB48 there or, you know, a, f- um, a, uh, representation of the 48 verse when it is that a huge aspect of the pop culture of Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yes, it is, you know, very mainstream, very kind of a specific aspect of the pop culture, just like, you know, groups like One Direction, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, and you know, all those are in, in other cultures, but it is there. And, you know, it would be, make for an interesting opening ceremony. Uh, I understand there should be a diversity, not just the Fade 48 verse taking over, but, uh, they should definitely be represented. Uh, there's also the additional interesting thing that apparently, uh, uh, Akimoto wants to, uh, form a Niigata 48 mm-hmm. and one in the Philippines. Uh, yeah. cause you know what? Hey, manifest destiny. <laughs> the <laughs> manifest <laughs> destiny of J-pop. They're taking, taking over America. the world. I'm, I'm waiting for America 48. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that, that's going to be interesting. Like, USA, USA 40. Yeah. USA 48. There you go. <laughs> Uh, that would be, that would be interesting. Uh, they're just gonna, they're just gonna, they're just gonna, uh, just slowly seep in there, like Hydra. Right. Like, like the, the, these will be the armed, like, like mechanized units, and then Kiati Pamu Pamu will be like the person in like the really cool fucking like military uniform with a hat, like, like commanding yeah. everything. So it's like, it's like, it's like, I thought you weren't associated with the 48 verse. You thought it wrong. Hail forty eight. It's like Hydra. Like, oh, it's like Hydra. Forty eight army. <laughs> yes. Uh but yes, that brings us to the end of another fabulous episode of Halijuku. Uh we're, we're, we're another fun episode. A lot of like rambling. Yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, I yelled yes. a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I apologize. But sometimes things get to me, and, and that's yes. what I do. That's why people love me. Not really. <laughs> uh, Kaz, what's going on in your neck of the woods? I am preparing to try to go to a convention in the upcoming weeks. If you want to sponsor me, you could head over to about.me slash kingkaz and figure out how to send me money to sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yes, about yeah. the homie slash King Kaz. Uh, I will say, as for me, uh, like I said, I've been teasing the fact that I've got plans for expanding, you know, the content that's going to be represented on Rebelli TV, the YouTube channel. Uh, but you know, look what came in the mail this week. Oh, a GoPro. A GoPro. Oh, and one of them handy recorder things. With the, with the, the audio recording, cause fucking GoPro audio sucks balls. Uh, so there's that audio recorder. I've got a selfie stick and a bunch of other accessories. So, so 
you, there's, there's going to be stuff because I, I paid several hundred dollars for all this stuff. So I'm going to use it. <laughs> I'm going to use it. Uh, I promise you that. So look forward to that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash rebelly TV. Uh, subscribe to there. I'm going to be adding more stuff. I'm probably going to, as soon as I get, you know, everything together, I'm probably going to do play my first video. Uh, and, and it's going to be an adventure to the grocery store. Maybe doing some black bean noodles, some jajangmyeon. Seeing what I can find in the grocery store and make some jajangmyeon. Mm-hmm. Look forward to that. Uh, but that's it. That's the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to the show, HaliJuku.com or KpopPodcast.com. Uh, follow us at HaliJuku on Twitter. Uh, Rebelli.net for all this and the other shows. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Bunch of other places, pod, uh, 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 you know, a bunch of other places you can catch podcasts. Uh, but that's it. Until next time, hasta los huevos. And you, I did the fighting part too early. <laughs> Go watch all those movies. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.